0: The Broken Twig Podcast, with your hosts, Nobz and Hirsty. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the new episode of The Broken Twig Podcast. It's been a while, but we are back, baby. Been out for a few weeks, but we hope that you enjoy this and we're sorry for the delay but there, to be honest there just wasn't really much news on like there was some but who wants to hear about us talking about like what whether it's a good idea to play travis boyd or wayne simmons in the bot and on the fourth line like no one really cares about that but now that there's actual news actual games like important stuff going on we have a lot of stuff to talk about so hopefully this episode will be really good and also as always Follow us on social media at the Broken Twig slash Broken Twig podcast, and also follow my new Twitter account at Unofficial Mike Babcock for all your for all the best Mike Babcock impersonations and stuff. Yeah, I know yeah, I didn't this, advertise that well, but
1: this new age hockey is awful for your daily dose of boomer anger. <laughs> Mike Babcock would probably be well he's actually working now he got a job
0: yeah Yeah. talk about that. The team. Mike Babcock got hired to be a color to be an analyst for NBC like what is it with coaches and GMs when no one wants to hire them just becoming analysts are play-by-play commentators
1: yeah i don't i don't know
0: and like they're not like most of the time they're not even good like analysts, but they're just there because they used to be coaches and GMs, so people think that they'll be good. Well, I do like Brian Burke though, with that being said, this isn't a shot at Brian Burke, although I don't agree with many of his opinions. He still is interesting, and I like what he brings to the Sportsnet panel, so it's not a shot at him. More of a shot at Mike Milbury, to be honest, but yeah.
1: What about Louis DeBrusque? I I don't watch his the thing and he's on NBC, too, I think. I don't watch that, that yeah, was, like we, we don't
0: really watch NB. This this what everyone says. Yeah. But it is what um, seems like
1: Billberry, Bill I I hate all commentators on NBC, especially the Boston ones.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Edwards. Edwards.
1: well they're all super biased to the towards the Bruins and half of the time they're like horrible people just like the rest of their fans. So
0: Yeah. Well that the thing is like I am fine with a commentator being biased but it can't be on national television like Joe Bowen he's definitely biased towards the Leafs but the thing is he's on the Leafs local network so it doesn't matter cuz all the people that are listening are Leafs fans so he can homer it up as much as he wants he can yell go Leafs go he can boo whenever the other team scores that's entertaining but the thing is it, like you can't have Jim we'll Houston
1: probably get fired if he did that but
0: yeah I know like that, but like you get what I'm saying. But yeah. the thing is, you can't have someone like Ray Ferraro, who's on national television, like cheering or being happy when team scores because he's on national television. So p- there's people all over the country that are watching. So if he is biased towards one side, that one side they may enjoy and they may like the broadcasting better. But the other team, the team that he's not biased towards, they're gonna absolutely hate it. And especially, or also for other like neutral fans that just want to watch a hockey game. It'll just ruin the experience for them a lot more. So that's why Jack Edwards, like, I don't really watch NBC. So he could be a horrible commentator. But based on biasness, it's not horrible. It's just you can't be on national television and be biased.
1: Well, the bias is okay. Like, obviously, everyone's going to have a bit of bias towards their team. But with Jack, like, with some of these guys at the point where you're wishing people get injured and cheering when people get injured and stuff and saying – Kind of the stuff they say, like Jack Edwards is pretty much known for saying a lot of stupid things. Yeah, like but when he God, said,
0: "It's just too much." Like when he said that Roman Polak deserved to get injured. Yeah, that's that a was, very scary injury, and that's just something you don't say. It was horrible. He should have been fired uh-huh. for that. Well, anyways, speaking of bad reporters, just want to share a little soundbite for you, and I want you to give you give me your thoughts. So, can you hear? hear my screen. Tell me if you can hear this properly. I don't know. Are we going to get copyright okay. straight? Can you hear it? Could you hear that properly? Kind of. All right. Well, you know, okay, it's so time. just, it's, it's, just it's, tell it's, me your reaction to this. Jay, um, so
1: I heard it. How I've seen it before. I because know. just told the reporter to go F himself. Yeah, I know.
0: I'm just playing it just for like the people listening, just that they know contact
1: season I you' every matter what you say I don't know if they'll be able to hear it it's kind of hard to hear but basically what he said is the reporter was talking to him and he told the reporter like oh it like he swore a couple of times dropped a couple f bombs but he said you know uh, what, why does it matter what I say you're just gonna write up some BS story in the be a story like completely over exaggerating or something like that what he said
0: yeah that's basically what
1: true that's what the media does
0: yeah that is true and there are a lot of reporters like that so that's basically what he said but i just want to get your reaction to it and get and i want you to tell me what you think
1: is that to me or to everyone like
0: else? to you tell me what do you think
1: oh yeah i completely agree with it i'm glad he's standing up but it's not going to make a difference. People are still going to, the media are still going to do that.
0: Yeah, but, yeah, it. but, like, I like when players speak of, like, Brian Burke, when he got fired and Steve Simmons was interviewing him and he said, you know, Steve, the best part about me getting fired is that I no longer have to listen to your bullshit. And that, that's just, like, what you love to see.
1: Oh, yeah, especially with Steve Simmons because nobody likes Steve Simmons.
0: Yeah. And I'm guessing that guy he I think he could be the Steve Simmons of the Flyers because apparently he's had some run ins with Jacob Borchuk before and has been heavily critical of his play, so
1: nobody is as bad as Steve Simmons. Steve Simmons is the Steve Simmons of the world. There is nothing like him.
0: Yeah. That is true. He I don't even want to get into some of the stuff that he's done. Yeah, we
1: don't we don't even need to get into it, it takes just look up Steve Simmons' uh, good takes, and it'll be that thing that says zero results found, and then if you look up Steve Simmons' bad takes, there'll be, like, 20 full pages of Google to scroll. For
0: it's also, like, some of the stuff, like, not just his takes, it's just, like, some of the stories that he's done, stuff that said it's very questionable, and yeah. Well, anyways, moving on to a more another topic, so... The so when this episode comes out, the Leafs will have played the Senators two t- games in a row. But as of recording this, this the Leafs have played two games in the season. They are one on one. You know, so who knows? Maybe in the, like when this episode come, comes out, we'll all be riding high after the Leafs win twelve to nothing against the Senators, and Austin Matthews has five goals. But as of what right now, riding? there is a bit of distress in Leafland.
1: Yeah, we might be riding like. Actually, like, there's not. I don't think it's time to panic yet. We do this. We do this every year where we do that shitty ass performance. A couple years ago, so last year's the the friggin' big the lead against Montreal that we blew and then lost in overtime or shootout was like a three goal lead, I think.
0: Yeah.
1: Year before it was that shit show against Chicago, that seven six game that we won, which was just I don't know. It was kind of like a disaster even though we won it. And then the year before that was the... And then the two years before that, there was the the four-goal lead we blew to the Rangers and, like, a full four-goal lead, I think, we blew to the Jets where Patrick Laine had, like, the hat-trick and the OT winner. So every time in the first few games, the Leafs shift the bed. So... I know, but... I sh-
0: like, a conversation that a lot of people are having is if Freddie really is the starter and if he... he- is worth keeping beyond this season or even beyond the next month. Yeah,
1: it's definitely worth keeping. They haven't had a training camp. It's only been two games. It's the hardest for the goalies to have no no training camp and stuff in practicing. Oh shit. I just realized oh. the the Bruins are playing right now.
0: Yeah. Well we can do live updates as that game goes on yeah, on. Go but to Blackwood. Vesna winner, by the way. I'm I called but it. Anyway. Well, to be honest, though, on the, vis-a-vis the Freddy situation, I thought that you were going to be on the opposite side, considering what you were saying during the off season uh, about yeah, how we need how to I trade guess, Freddy.
1: After everything, after everything the Leafs do, I instantly panic. Yeah, you'd expect that, but um, no, I don't think so because I, I kind of like first of all, the defense was atrocious last night especially Mr. Tyson Berry 2.0, TJ Brody, he has been awful. So I know it's two games, but him, Bogosian, and even Hall have all been not good. So they're really going to need to step it up or we're going to be the exact same as last year.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: If you watch the second half of the game, in the last two games, he's in the first game he had a few great saves in the third period and two really good saves in overtime, which saved the game. And today, he had two really good saves in the third period, which kept us in the game. He makes good saves. He let up – I don't. I wouldn't say he let up many weak goals yesterday. A lot of those goals were on the defense. But, no. like, the game against Montreal, he let up that weak one against Josh Anderson. But aside from that, like, the other goals, there was a couple breakaways – one where it was just a, a lucky rebound off the post. I wouldn't say it's all on him, but he's going to need to improve as the season goes on, which I'm, I'm sure it'll happen. And if it doesn't, that's a reason for concern.
0: And the thing is, though, like you were saying, oh, it's on defensive, but the, the, the Leafs only gave up 24 shots. Against the Sens, Freddie should be doing better. I, I just think it's kind of unacceptable how he just, like, we, it seems like he can never steal a game. And all the time we're just hoping that he doesn't absolutely suck.
1: Yeah, but look at the goals. Like, if you watch the goals, first of all, the first, the, the Shabbat one, that was a five on three. There's no way he's stopping that. That's definitely not on him. And then there was the tip, Brady Kachuk. How, how is he supposed, like, if you watch that play, the announcer said it like nine times. TJ Brody standing on Brady Kachuk, his sticks higher in the, so high in the air, his sticks straight up in the air, not tying up Brady Kachuk's stick, and the Kachuk tipped it. That's not Anderson's fault. What is he supposed to do there? That's on the defense. Uh, the third goal, Austin Watson, uh, kind of like a shit show in front of the net. A couple passes, that was goal. Maybe he could have stopped that one, I guess. I don't know. The the Tierney one, also a great shot. The Stepan one, where it was also a disaster in front of the net. And they just, the defense didn't do anything. And then they finally put it in. Fine. If you're going by yesterday, maybe he should have stopped two of the goals. Well, he so wasn't he good stopped. in
0: the other game, too. I just think that's worth it to give Jack Campbell an extended look at the starter to see how he does. Because if you look, Jack Campbell throughout his career, He's never gotten a chance to actually show what he can do. But I'm a big believer in Jack Campbell. And I think that if he gets a chance with the starting job, gets a few games in a row, gets in a rhythm, he could be a legitimate NHL goalie. I mean,
1: he kind of did get a shot at the start of his career. He was a pretty high-drafted goalie. He was like but- 13th overall. He wasn't very good at the start of his career. But, yeah, I get what you're saying. He was, he was good for us last year. Well, he's getting the start tonight on the back-to-back. Like,
0: even – he was a high – he was a pretty high draft, this like, like, prospect and stuff. But the thing is, I'm looking through his NHL stats. He has never – hold on, just wait a second. My computer is this kind of stuff. He's never played more than 31 games in a single NHL season.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that was because he sucked this first year.
0: That's not even true, though. He is good on really bad LA Kings teams. On, that year, he had thir- he played in 31 games. He had a 9.28 save percentage. And last year, wasn't too good on the Kings, we you know, bad team. Then the year before, five games, 9.24 safe percentage. And it's like, he's been good on bad teams. So I think that if they can just actually give him a shot to be a starter, he could actually be really good.
1: Do you like
0: yeah, except the thing is that Campbell is younger. He has the prod, prospect pedigree from, like, when he was a prospect, which shows that he can be good. Uh, so, I like, I am a believer in Campbell. He's also a really nice person yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah,
1: he's a sick dude. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: he could be good. I think we should give him a chance. Like, I actually look at it, I thought – he was given more of a chance. In his first three years, he only played seven games. That might have been because he was bad in the minors. I'm, I can't find his minor stats. But, yeah, he's like, he's not a he's not bad. He was fine last year for us. So let's, we'll give him a chance. But I still think he's a, he should stick with Freddie. It's only been two games.
0: Yeah, but. Okay, well, let's say. So this is coming out on on Sunday. So
1: so we are speaking.
0: uh, Everyone listening to this, we are speaking from the past. We traveled back to the past. We know what happens in the future. Let's say Jack Campbell. He is amazing next game. He has a 24 save. He has a 27 save shutout. He he gets the player of the game. He's really good. Do you play him the Leafs next game? No. You do not?
1: No. Who are the least playing the next game even?
0: It's it's Monday, the 18th, against the Jets. Campbell's really good. Freddie struggled so far. You would, even if Campbell's amazing, you'd still play Freddie in that Monday game against the Jets.
1: Yeah. It's a back-to-back against Ottawa. Like, I know they beat us last night, but... I think the Leafs are going to come out gunning. I predicted either 4-1 or 3 nothing for this game.
0: I forget now. Okay, but it's a 56-game season in which the division is really tight. There's no room for any slumps or skids. You need to – you can't be waiting on yeah, Freddie to be good. If Freddie's not good, you need to make a move now to either say, all right, Jack Campbell, you're the starter, or try and trade for a goalie that can actually play.
1: Okay, but as as soon as you do that, you're you're giving up all hope in him. You're not giving up all hope in him, but you're kind of saying, like, we're kind of starting to lose faith in you, Freddie, and he might lose his confidence, you know? Hey, but the give- thing is,
0: maybe a little competition will do him good. Maybe if he realizes, because he has never had someone compete for the starting job with him. Ever since he left Anaheim, when he no longer had to deal with John Gibson, it's been his net, his to-do, like, it's been his net to lose, he's never – and But the thing is, he's never really, like, even when McElhaney was in Toronto, he's a good backup, but he's not someone that would be your starter, you know? So, like, he's never had to worry about anyone actually ch- taking the net from him. But maybe if he finally does get the net taken away from him, maybe that's the push you need to become Vezna Freddy. Mm-hmm.
1: That's interesting.
0: Um, yeah, I maybe
1: maybe that might work, but I still think this early in the season, you
0: got to get build up
1: Freddie's confidence. So,
0: I don't care about his confidence, I care about winning games. And I think that's that, that if Campbell does really good,
1: he's not confident in his abilities.
0: Well, I know how to get him confident in his abilities, get him playing well, get him some practice, get him in a rhythm. Then start playing in him games. Then he starts doing amazing. Then he gets right, five no. shutouts in a row. Then all of a sudden, he's on a really long shutout streak. He can't let in a single goal. He's taking steroids. He's pretty much a brick wall at this point. Frederick Anderson doesn't let up a goal for the last, 47, for the last 29 games of the season. He no, wins the Vesna. He wins the Hart Trophy. He wins the Stanley Cup. yeah
1: Zap him with a be good spell because that's the only way he's just going to automatically be amazing out of nowhere. It's just yeah. Harry Potter him with your friggin' wand, abracadabra, be good, and all of a sudden, he's the best goalie in the NHL. Yeah. Right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, you know what? We're already talking about the Leafs goalies. What do we do with Aaron Dell?
0: Yeah, that, I think that they should just wave him and get it over with, It's nope. really sacrificing nope. the flexibility and by keeping Dell on the roster means that we have to play Bogosian instead of Letman. In.
1: I know, but as you've just seen, the Oilers just claimed some no-name schmuck that I've never heard of.
0: Who? And, uh,
1: let me look him up. It's like Grosemead or something? I don't know. Um, uh, 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 Troy Groznik uh, claimed off of waivers from the Kings. Can you tell me explicitly? Tell me you know who that is.
0: Yeah, I'm not. I have no idea who it is. But yeah, these
1: shitty it, AHL goalies are getting claimed. What do you think a solid backup is going to go? Well, we
0: okay. can't just leave one on the roster forever. Because right now, I hey, based on what to- I see, our options are either Wave Dell yes. or Wave Bogos. Bego- wave or stick with Bogosian and hope that he actually be good for once. I'm okay with waiting about a week and a half to,
1: to, to bring him down.
0: I'm not, but it's also about the accrual of cap space, too. I, I'm going to be honest, I don't really know how it works that well. Oh, like the accrual and stuff, but I think that if we send down now, we could accrue about $5 million in cap space for the trade deadline, which is a lot of money. And yeah, it could allow us to claimed, land a big piece.
1: Gets claimed, I don't think he'll get claimed for sure. Anton Forsberg is much worse, and he got claimed
0: by two teams. Well, I think they're just waiting out on all the goalies to, on all the teams to already have their goalie situation figured out and then waive him. Yeah, and I
1: want them doing that, but don't,
0: I, I don't really want, like them waiting. Like this on the roster
1: long. if one of our goalies gets hurt again. Because we're not making the playoffs if Drew Hutchison's on our roster.
0: Well, we'll just have to hope that no one gets injured then. You, you can't
1: do that, though, because it's a shortened season. It's more likely for injury. No training camp.
0: I know, of, but just send him down now, just getting over with, and hope that it works out.
1: No, you can't because you know he's gone. I think Are you it's sure? Not, yes. It's okay. Look, we just sent down Barbanov and called up Nick Robertson. So well, if our if our Bogosian doesn't play like a, a bum, like he's 86 years
0: old, then we'll be fine. I'd like to see. But that I also like and I want Lennon to play. I, yeah, of course. I don't like the idea of Lenin and Sandine just sitting on the taxi squad doing nothing.
1: Yeah, of course. I want I want the Finnish Bobby Orr to play. But like, you got to, we're going to have to be patient because in the future, it'll work out better. Maybe, maybe nobody gets injured all year and, and Dell doesn't play. Oh, well. May, or maybe we send them down. Anderson's gets injured. Campbell gets injured. Then what do we do? Our starting if That's game, a nuclear, like, up- that's. That, like. Over. Expect the unexpected.
0: Okay, but you can't always be prepared for any disaster. And sending Dell down now. With help a lot. You saw
1: Drew Hutchison play. Drew
0: Hutchison play. Is
1: that his name? No. No, Michael
0: Hutchison. Drew Hutchison was on the blue. Drew
1: Hutchison's the Jays pitcher. God. Yeah. Michael Hutchison. You don't want him on our roster at all because if he has to play a back-to-back, it's basically like, oh, we lose. We lose this game. Oh, well. Maybe next time.
0: Yeah, but he's the third string. We still have Campbell. And what's it? We still have Campbell and Anderson ahead of him. So third goalie, like it's not like he's the backup where he has to play. Hey, last year none of our goalies got injured.
1: You know that's not true. The whole reason we got Campbell is because Anderson was injured. Remember, Anderson was injured. Drew Hutchison had to start games. Oh wait, yeah. Yeah, and we lost all of them.
0: Yeah. Exactly. But, okay, but like, we can't just have K- Dell sitting on the roster. It really limits the flexibility. Okay, well, of the I'm, team. It basically makes it that you
1: have to sit on the roster for two weeks what? and have Aaron Dell in the practice squad or have a possible scenario where you have to start Drew Hutchison for a possible it, playoff. It's Michael
0: Hutchison. God, I'm just going to call
1: him. Drew Hutchison, Michael Hutchison, whatever I call him, just Hutchison. Like, would you want – if he plays a playoff game, it's basically like, oh, we lose. But you can't
0: just keep Dell on your roster forever. You can't just – either. you can't you just – have...
1: They'll be on it for a few weeks at, at most probably. Hopefully. You know
0: how short the season is? You know how many games is a few weeks?
1: Fair enough. Well, I don't know how long they're t- intending to keep him on the roster, but I think I'm okay with them keeping him on the roster for a bit.
0: Right. So, yeah, well. Okay, well, moving on. I think we should uh, talk about the Dubois situation. I
1: was about to say that, yeah. Pierre-Luc Dubois wants out of Columbus. Big surprise. Nobody wants to be in Columbus.
0: Yeah. Though it's kind of funny that he said that he wants to play in Winnipeg. But it's like, all right, finally, I'm going to get out of Columbus. I get to go anywhere I want. Like, you can choose anywhere you want. You can choose to go to New New York, Los Angeles, Chicago, Toronto, anywhere, any place in North America you want to play. I want to play in Winnipeg.
1: And Montreal.
0: Yeah, like that's, that's not
1: as bad, but like it's a nice city, but it's also super cold. And they it's like
0: I want to play in Winnipeg. Nothing Let's go. Wrong
1: with speaking French, but stupid Frenchies. French.
0: yeah well, because of them, I have to learn French in school, so I'll never forgive them for that.
1: Yeah, that's that's fair. I don't like French in school.
0: Yeah, but anyways, like. Like Winnipeg, all of all the cities you can go to,
1: well, I think that the Winnipeg inc- is
0: basically a colder Columbus.
1: Yeah, a colder Columbus, and they both have nothing in the city of note.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, except the Winnipeg Blue Bombers.
0: Yeah, CFL team.
1: Actually, Columbus has the Cleveland Browns.
0: That, it's cl- Cleveland, Columbus are two different cities.
1: Yeah, but they're both in Ohio.
0: Yeah, then by that I feel like yeah,
1: like they're the same area. They're not the same city, I guess, but you know, I'm like what sure. I
0: mean is like there's nothing to do in yeah. Win, like Winnipeg. Yeah.
1: Line the snow,
0: <laughs> I guess, because like um, okay, but speaking of that, like, what would a trade scenario be to go to Winnipeg? I'm guessing it would involve Patrick Line, eh? like a Patrick Line for Dubois, Dubois type of play trade. But the thing is, like, I've seen different side. Like, I've seen some people say Dubois is more valuable. I've seen some people say Line is more valuable. So I don't really know what to like, you know? Yeah, uh, I, would say, I, uh, I would say I would Line is more valuable. Really? I'd really, uh, to be honest, if I'm being completely honest, I don't really like Line. A.
1: Well, after this game, he's kind of, his value's uppity and he's playing a few more games. Let's see. How much is like but they were both Dubois and Line a were two and three after Matthews. It's funny. Remember people were saying uh Line is better than Matthews, which is hilarious because now Line a is not better than Kneelander. Yeah. And so, now the de- the bit
0: be- okay, but the
1: thing is Line A going up a spot to number one, the debate is going down a spot
0: to number three. Yeah, the thing is, so you're saying that kneelander is better than Line A. Yes, right. Correct. Right. And then you're saying that Line A is better than Dubois.
1: Oh, yeah. I'd say Dubois. Then you're saying yeah, that Nielander yeah, yeah. is Dubois, better
0: than Dubois. Dubois is better than Line. A. All right. There. Oh, oh my God. What my happened?
1: The Bruins.
0: Oh, let's go. Stupid Bruins. Go,
1: Mackenzie Blackwood.
0: Yeah. He's at the point. Miles Wood. Ooh, assist by Ty Smith. Hey, Jack uses three assists on the season. Good for him.
1: Miles, what is a beautiful fantasy line. Five
0: penalty minutes and a goal. Yeah. But, you know, good for Jack Jack Hughes. I haven't really been paying attention to much of stuff. Jack Hughes, he has three assists in two games. Like, this one's still done. Good for him. Under a lot of pressure last year, you know, his first overall pick wasn't quite living up to expectations, especially because his brother, Quinn Hughes, was doing so good. I, I hope that he has a really good season. Uh, yeah. you know what, I think I'm still a really big believer yeah. in him same with Capo Caco, they just need to fix some of their problems, still really young still could be stars in the league so good for yeah. Jack Hughes Caco getting up on there I, I Rangers go. fans that Caco was really good in their
1: game oh, also, while we're on the topic of New York uh, Mr. 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 Social Media Deleter, Tony D'Angelo is uh, being benched so that's yeah. pretty funny He's, yeah. And, and what what, what's fa- what happened faster, his benching or his deleting of all his
0: social medias? Yeah. Tony d- deactivated in the defensive zone. <laughs> yeah. Gets absolutely walked by people. <laughs> but
1: he deactivated all his social media just like he deactivates whenever someone comes down on the wing against him.
0: Yeah. Can make Tony D'Angelo jokes all day. okay what's worse him being scratched or the rangers forcing him to play with jack johnson
1: i would say forcing the rangers for jack johnson to play with
0: him yeah like i don't get what the obsession is with jack johnson with the thing but the thing is he's one of those players where this analytics say he's bad but the eye test says he's even worse like the like and okay but the thing is so by analytics he's horrible by eye test he's horrible by counting stops like points he's horrible so i don't get what team's seeing him <laughs> to me like they, i don't want, get.
1: i think they they signed him just to make tony d'angelo look bad
0: yeah like, but like what is that it's like yay he was good like <laughs> like, he was good, like, in 2015 okay or something bad. when he was on I'm Columbus. I'm okay with them
1: doing bad because then my prediction will be right. What? Granted, New Jersey still has to win 30 games, but my prediction will still... I said New Jersey was going to make the playoffs and McKenzie Blackwood <laughs> might win the vest. Yeah,
0: like, like, I don't get what the obsession is. Like, these are stats the past few years. 11, three goals, 11 points. One goal, 13 points. Three goals, 11 points. And then he also sucked in advanced stats and i've also seen there's so much film of him making bad plays like doing turnovers in the defensive zone just giving the puck away not doing anything defensively so i don't get why teams think that he's so good like does he have like blackmail on all the gms or something the fact that he got anything above league minimum just astounds me like i don't know who his agent is but i want that agent to manage my life and negotiate stuff for me if that guy can make it so Tony D'Angelo earns over a million dollars per year, then he must be like a miracle negotiator or something. Like, he shouldn't even be a player agent. He should be negotiating with terrorists and stuff and working for the military.
1: Yeah, exactly. Cody CC also got... I wonder if they have the same agent.
0: Yeah, I, I do wonder if they so have...
1: Cody CC, Cody CC is definitely way better than Jack Campbell. And he's way more val— or not Jack. Jack Johnson. He's way more valuable than Jack Johnson. So, wow. Cody Cece, such a bum. You can't even find his agent on the internet.
0: Yeah. I'm trying to find Jack Johnson's agent to see who this yeah, miracle worker. Work and yeah, because when I searched up Jack Johnson agent, there's like the singer that came up, and I'm trying to find. Oh, his agent is Pat Brisson. Oh, that makes sense. He's like the best agent in the oh, league.
1: Wait, wait, wait! Jack Johnson's real name is John Joseph Lewis Johnson the third.
0: Oh wow, that's a pretty According good name.
1: Wikipedia.
0: Okay, well, uh, yeah.
1: Oh, John Johnson the third. Is John Johnson? Name? Wait, wait, wait! What? No that wonder
0: he that? goes by Jack John Johnson the third. Whoa don't disrespect the Rams
1: cornerback John Johnson the third. Wait a second are they the same people? Maybe. Is Jack Johnson's secretly a really good NFL player that's not actually that good.
0: He could be. He's
1: 34 too. why why do teams even want him?
0: I know he's 34 years old, sucks at hockey in all accounts and is still earning 1.15 million. Like, Pat Brison, I know he's a very successful agent, but he should be, like, I'm not even joking. He should be, like, negotiating with worker. terrorists and be working with the military.
1: Like he's a miracle he, worker. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, who's the... Gym, the okay, and also,
0: he's also the one that got Eric Johnson $6 million, Pozo $6 million, like this guy he said... Okay, he
1: but that's because Lou's just a shitty negotiator.
0: Okay, that that is Lou loves true. paying
1: the old guys.
0: Yeah. That that is pretty true. But this guy should be like he's wasting his talents out here as an NHL agent.
1: Yeah. Is he better or worse oh. than Darren Ferris?
0: Damn it though. He he represents Nick Robertson. So now we're gonna have to give Robertson like five million now. Damn it. Yeah.
1: Is uh is he better or worse than Darren Ferris?
0: Well, I'd probably say better because Darren Ferris, he just went like it's like money, money, money. Pat Reeson, he's like a negotiator. He gets his clients, he makes them earn one point one million, even though they're the worst player in the entire league. He's, well, he got
1: uh, Marner one point one million more than he should have got. Yeah,
0: that's he's about true Ferris all- did next year. Mm-hmm. But it's true, but like honestly I'm not but anyways, now that we're done talking about Jack Johnson, went a bit off topic topic there, but whatever.
1: Well, if you're talking about the GOAT conversation, you gotta add in Martin and too. So Yeah. Why don't why don't we talk about probably the most the most normal thing? Well, the two most normal things this year already have been the Leafs playing like shit against an inferior team and the Oilers not playing defense.
0: Yep, exactly.
1: Some of our listeners, at least, have seen the clip of their four guys in the defensive zone and all on the wrong side of the guy right in front of their net. That's just the start of it. Their defense is so horrendous. And like, I think the a thing great, is- great way to improve their defense defensively was adding – the One of the best defensive defensemen in the league, Tyson... Tyson Berry. So good defensively. I mean, he, he's like Swiss cheese on ice when it comes to the puck. He he can't do anything in the defensive zone.
0: Yeah. And the thing is, like, if Connor McDavid even tried a tiny bit to play defense, like, if he even was like, all right, I'm going to be a tiny bit below average defensively... He would be the undisputed top player in hockey by so much. Like, there it would not be you. him, blank, blank, McKinnon. But just because because he decides, you know what, I'm not going to play defense, that's, just, that's the reason why a lot of people are starting to think that McKinnon is a better player than him. Not, okay, but just they shouldn't not.
1: be because McDavid's way better than anyone in the NHL, and it's not. I more.
0: know. But just like East decides I'm not yes, going to play defense. I get it.
1: Yeah. They, they, nobody on their team plays defense. Not the forwards, not the defensemen.
0: Like, this is like so. Oh. Hard.
1: Oh, and the cap to, 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 to add like a, a beautiful golden, uh, top on top of it to close it up. They have the worst goalie tandem in the, second worst goalie tandem in the league.
0: Yeah. Like, this is the thing though. So this is a chart, basically. It's I know it's really early, but it's 2021 five-on-five five team performance. So at five-on-five, five, the Oilers' expected goal, goals against is 3.4. Their expected goals for 3.6. And just for some context, the Leafs we're all on the same page. They've been really bad this year, bad defensively. Their goals against per 60 is 2. Expected goals against per 60, same stat is 2.8. So that so that's just like how bad the Oilers have been defensively. But they like they still have been really good offensively. But that's just how the Oilers are. And that's why I just don't think they can actually win a cup unless they fix that. I don't know what they're going to have to do. Maybe get McDavid and settle to play more tight defensively, get some guys that can are just pure defense like Fowler and Hugheskin stuff that just like do everything right on defense like maybe just get good enough goaltenders that they can be really bad on defense. I know what they're going to need to do, but the way that they're playing, like I've seen it with the Leafs. The Leafs have played this way too. The way that the Oilers are playing, they could make the playoffs, definitely could be, but there's no way they get past the first round like this. No way they can survive a round of playoff hockey while giving up over three and a half goals per game.
1: Yeah, and they don't even... Like their trash goalie didn't even play. And they they played really well the second game. Like they played well the second game.
0: Though I, think- I do have a trivia question for you. So I said that the Oilers, they have really bad expected goals against for 60 with 3.4. There are two teams in the NHL that are worse at that stat than the Oilers. Can you name them? Uh one of them is
1: definitely the Penguins. No. Nope. What they've given up like thirteen goals in two games.
0: Yeah, but it's expected goals against. That's just because Jari's been really bad. This is like based on team defense. Oh, oh, um, can you give me a conference? Um, well, I don't even know if there is conferences anymore. Just like like old conference last year. Yeah, old conference. They're both both the teams are in the Western Conference. Western Conference.
1: You know, I would normally say the Sharks, but Martin Jones was a god the last game. So, can't say them. All right. Um, hmm.
0: Everyone listening, it's try Chicago. and think
1: too. Oh, uh, wait. Is it Chicago or is it just because they have shit goaltending?
0: Um, It's not Chicago, but Chicago is really bad too. Yeah. Chicago's expected goal skins is 3.18. So, they have really bad goaltending and defense, but it's not Chicago. Um, then, hmm already.
1: Hmm. Oh, geez, have done terrible. Jeez. I'm bad at this. How do I not know this? Do you want to hit? I like this, no, I feel like this is definitely something I should know. Yeah. Being a muffin. How do I not know? Okay, teams. Yeah, I got I got to look at all the teams
0: to figure this out. How do, they... do you want me to just tell you?
1: No, no. I assume one of them ought to be in the Canadian division. So I'm, I'm not uh, – let me look at the teams. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So – Hmm. Is is one of them Anaheim?
0: Nope. Pretty good guess though. But in fun fact, Anaheim's expected goals again is pretty much the exact same as the Leafs, but it's okay. not Anaheim. Um,
1: it's it's probably a team that's played one game. Obviously. Uh, two, 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 two,
0: two, 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 two. teams.
1: Is one of them Calgary? Nope. But one of them's in the Canadian division, right?
0: Yeah, um, one of them is.
1: Yeah, it's Calgary. So it's uh, Vancouver, Winnipeg. I'm going to say Winnipeg because they won't. Or no, I'm going to say Vancouver.
0: Yeah, actually, one of them is Vancouver. Yeah.
1: And because they have the most overrated goalie of all time, Bummer Demco. Not overrated of all time, but like he's just not great. And then the other team would be dun, 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 Los Angeles.
0: Nope fun fact Los Angeles is actually near the top. They've okay. actually
1: been really I good. Up. I give up. Like if it's it's gotta be it's gotta be Arizona then. If it's not, I give up.
0: you want me to tell you? Yes. It's the Sharks. The Sharks are actually last in the league with the and with the whopping expected goals against per 60, uh, 3.7. Now, I know it's early, but just for context, just whoever gets the stat, now, this is five on five. So that means that by the way that they've been playing, they should give up 3.7 goals per game Aim at even strength. Except like, that's not even including really on now. the penalty like, kill and yeah. stuff. And also, that's just their team. Like, they have a re- really bad goalies, too. So that means that basically, by the way that Jones, they've been playing, they'll probably give up five to six goals per game.
1: No, Martin Jones only gave up two even strength goals on 37 shots last game. He wasn't that bad.
0: Yeah, but just in general, like, based off the past, like, three years, he sucks. He's been bad. So fair. that's but what I'm basing it
1: on. Start. So it. wow, I don't know. I, I thought it was a California team. So I guess the two California teams other than the Sharks, I really didn't think it was the Sharks.
0: Yeah, sharks are kind of bad if we're being completely honest. Yeah, to be fair, so yeah, and also Buffalo Sabres. Something that's surprising is the Sabres, they are actually tops in the league in that stat. Bet you never would have guessed that.
1: No, because
0: their goalies
1: and their defense (laughs) suck,
0: but. Also, along with that, they are also near the bottom in the league and expected goals four for 60. So, they're basically the team that loses 2-1. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, so, is this, is this the time where we start, where we do the, the mock trades? I guess so. So, it- before we do this, I just, like, this is a perfect time to do this because it's been two games into the season – and one or two, depending on who you cheer for. And it's already panic mode for a lot of teams. So, yeah, so these trades will be panic. fun. There's going to be some fun stuff. And uh, I bet you half of them are Dubois.
0: I bet you half of them are like Dubois or Patrick Lining.
1: Remember,
0: don't guys do guys. any three team trades because those are too confusing.
1: Yeah, I don't like And teams. also,
0: looking at most of these trades, either involve the Jets, Blue Jackets, or both of them. Or the yeah, Habs. pretty much all done. Actually, there are actually a lot of, ha- yeah, uh, of blue jackets know. and Habs trades. Whoa. Uh, do you okay. want to pick one?
1: Here's Nashville giving up their entire future for a super old superstar that's going to be good for two more years.
0: What's the trade?
1: Patrick Kane and Brandon Hagel, who I don't know who that is, for Duchesne Tolvanen, David Ferrantz, Thomasino, and 2021 second, 2021
0: fourth, 2022 first, 2022 fourth. Well, that is just a
1: horrible trade. That's a bad trade for Nashville.
0: Yeah, like, okay, Patrick Kane, I get he is good, but he's just horrible defensively. That's not even just advanced stats. It's a, like, I've seen people who are actual, like, video scouts and watch this film. He just doesn't play defense. And then he's also kind of old because I'm pretty sure right now he'd be, like, 32 or 33, wouldn't he? And then, um, the, so, you're – the yeah, still,
1: still amazing. Yeah,
0: but basically still, the Predators are giving up Matt Dushay, who he's, he definitely has a really bad contract, but he can still get something. Eli Tolvan, David Ferens, Philip Tomasino, a, a, a second – two-fourths, and a first. Like, you are basically giving up your future. Plus, yeah, you this trade, it doesn't really make
1: much sense. Like, it's kind of an even value. If you're looking at value, I guess it's kind of even. But the, the Kane doesn't bring them over the hump. If they're giving up Duchesne and all these young guys, they wouldn't win anything with kane on their team i don't yeah
0: think. i i don't think that kane is the type of player that brings you over the hump i just don't think so
1: but they need a lot of stuff to bring him over the hump not just kane they need kane and Taves if Taves is playing probably. like they, kane. Need loss. they need a lot well
0: and- i have a trade now oh boy this is leafs i have more grit it's gonna be like it's leafs and sands is gonna be like Erica Branson for Mitch Martin or something. I already know it. He's and so Nick it? Paul and Kristen Charaux for Martin Murchin and Alex Barabanov. Not as horrible as I thought, but definitely over badly overrating Nick Paul after one game where he played good. It's basically two fourth liners slash AHLers for Vern Richards an AHL deep right
1: after the game.
0: But it's.
1: The Leafs fan. He loves Nick Paul. He doesn't like Barabanov.
0: But it's, the thing is, Barabanov, he's played two games where he had like seven minutes also, of ice time in each. So I don't go get like what the go. point of trading him is, especially after you just lured Barabanov in from Russia. Like, why would you trade him right away? That's basically like signing a free – like, it's basically like the Sabres signing Taylor Hall and then trading him right now. That's basically like – yeah,
1: because, like, I don't, I don't know. This doesn't really – I don't know why the Leafs would do this. And also, Barabanov might have a no-trade clause or something of like that because he came from Russia. This, this this deal doesn't make very much sense. And I wouldn't say Nick Paul is grit and Christian Jaros and are just bums.
0: I wouldn't yeah, say I like.
1: Nick Paul is, oh, okay.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, I don't know. Well, I have another trade. It's by our friend, Rio Kenna. You know, he's actually going a bit better recently, but I just feel like I should look at this trade. It is another Canadian Blue Jackets trade. It's hmm, Pierre-Luc Dubois and Chinnikov for Arturi Lekkinen, Kok Kalkin, Miami, Nie- and Cole Caulfield. If I'm Columbus, I'm not doing that. Yeah, I'm not doing it either. I don't think that Columbus, like, it's definitely Cock and yummy and Caulfield is definitely more. But I don't get why Columbus would want to give up Tinnikov. They just drafted him, and they clearly think that his value is much higher than all other teams do. Like, yeah, I don't he's think
1: great in the World Juniors.
0: He's one of those players, like, I don't get why you would trade him. Just like how there's no point for the Leafs to trading Nylander. Because the thing is, Dubas clearly values him way more than other teams. So if you're trading Nylander, even though it may make, like, I don't think it makes sense to trade, but even if it does make sense to trade, it doesn't make, like, there's no point because you'd be getting way less than, than what he's actually worth.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And, like, here, I just don't see the pick, like, the prospect swapping up Kotkiniemi for Chinnikov. I think that you just remove Yami and Chinnikov, and then instead you put, like, a first-round pick or something. That's for the hat like that the Canadians give up. That's what I'd do. But but if we do that, then it's um Lekkinen, first round pick and Cole Caulfield for Pierre-Luc Dubois, which if we're being honest, isn't a horrible trade. It works out for both teams, and both teams would be over the would be under the cap still. So how do you feel about that trade?
1: Um, I don't like it. Why not? Sorry, is this a different trade? Yeah. Sorry, trade again.
0: So it's basically the same thing, but you just – so I don't really see the point of, of trading Chinnikov. And then and then if you're removing Chinnikov, you probably have to remove Kalkin Yummy if you don't want the Blue Jackets to give up a bunch of value. So, But then because like Caulfield and Lekkonen for Pierre-Luc Dubois, that's still a net negative for the Blue Jackets. So, then I'd add a first round pick from the Canadians. So, it's basically Arturi Leckin and Cole Caulfield, and 20, I'd say 2022 first round pick for Pierre Luc Dubois. And assuming the Canadians, they think they're on an the upward trajectory. They have a lot of young players. So, they'll probably assume that that first round pick is going to be late first round, like 20 to 25 overall.
1: Yeah, if it's that high, I think it's a fine. It might happen. Might
0: be overpaying a bit. Yeah, team especially because they have all the leverage right now. But yeah, I'm yeah. also not sure about their willingness to trade Cole Caulfield right now because they clearly yeah. view him as a really good prospect. And normally, like you, teams don't like to trade their top prospect for any reason. Yeah,
1: well, I'm not sure if you you want to see a team trade their best prospect. I just found a very Great trade made by a Blue Jackets fan. So,
0: All right, what is it?
1: I'm not going to read the title because it spoils the trade, but it's Pierre Luc Dubois on a 2023 second for David Backus and 2023 second plus one other guy. Do you think? Do you think you can guess who that one other guy is?
0: Uh-huh. Jacob Zaboral.
1: No, it's it's Anaheim.
0: Oh wait, Anaheim. Trevor Zegras.
1: Yep. <laughs> Trevor Zegris and a second and Bacchus. So they'd be getting a cap dump in Bacchus, which is cool, like fine, but they don't need a cap dump. And also, Zegris is like the, one of the top three prospects in hockey right now.
0: Yeah, I don't see – like Anaheim, they want to get younger. Dubois, I don't really see how he helps them. I don't even know if he'd want to play in Anaheim. I think he might have a no-trade. I'm not sure I don't think he has a no trade clause actually but still like I just don't really think that it's worth the price that because Anaheim they're not contending right away so I don't think it's worth it for them to get Dubois just based on what they'd have to give up not and anyways I don't think that they'd want to want to trade Zegras so plus also I'd say that right now Based because the world juniors and everything, I'd, and because of Dubois asking for a trade and how low, like how the other team would definitely have the leverage in a trade. I think that Zegers has a higher value than Dubois. Oh yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. Be- but just a check on that, Dubois doesn't have a no trade clause. So, but yeah, so I like. I'd say that you'd probably have to go Zegers. For Dubois and, like, a first to make it work.
1: Maybe Zigris and Bacchus for Dubois and a first.
0: Um, maybe.
1: I don't know. I don't know. Well, Bacchus is, like, a cap. I'm not sure. But I just know that's a pretty biased deal.
0: huh.
1: Um, God, they're all for the same thing. Oh. Devils get a solid goalie. tent. What the hell? Okay. There's a there's a couple nothing trades here. Oh, Vancouver, Calgary. <laughs> Lucic for Jet Woo, Jay Beagle, and Roussel. <laughs> all,
0: right, all right. I think I'm just gonna look past that and move on. Let's just forget about that one. Such a good trade
1: for Calgary. Uh, the yeah. upper limit has been exceeded by one of the trade parties. Can't go through. Yeah. Can you find anything else?
0: Um, come on, yeah. Just wait a second. I'm just looking at Pierre-Luc Dubois' contract. But I got another one. So, you know, there's been line everywhere. rumors. There's been Dubois rumors. Let's combine it in a trade. It's Winnipeg and Columbus, so I assume it's. It's line A for Dubois in some form. It's called Take the Chevy to the Levy. It's um, Pierre-Luc Dubois for An- – oh, it's not even for line A. It's Pierre-Luc Dubois for Andrew Cobb, Jack Rosmovic, Sammy Niku, Niku, and a 2022 second-round pick.
1: Add in a 1st first two firsts, and maybe it's fair. That's a terrible trade.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Why, why would they accept that? I don't
0: know.
1: This seems like a really bad deal. Dubois is worth more than those bums. Jack Roslovic was like an inch away from getting released. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Calgary Edmonton. Interesting, 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 interesting. What? It's just Markstrom for Koskinen.
0: Uh, biased Oilers fan. Yeah. Uh,
1: let's fix our goaltending. So we're going to pull this. You guys are idiots. You'll obviously accept this trade. <laughs> Uh, it's not one of the worst ones I've seen, but it's pretty bad. There's a lot of oh my god, Bruins for Keith Yandel. This is very possible. I oh, this is an interesting trade. What do you think about this? John is John Moore still in the NHL?
0: Is he young? Is he like 27? I don't know. I feel like you might be thinking of Dominic Moore.
1: No, no, Dominic Moore, both two of the Moors. One of the Moors had head problems out of the league, another one retired, I think.
0: There's, There's a lot there. of Moors
1: in the league. There's a
0: lot of people with the last name Moore. Oh,
1: so, yeah, Erho Vakaninen and Par Lindholm, and the 2021 first from Boston for Keith Yandel. I think Florida would definitely take that, maybe without John Moore, but they yeah, would probably take they're uh-huh. getting rid of almost six and a half million dollars off their books.
0: Mm -hmm. And they're getting
1: a first, which is not a super high first, but it's still a first. Like Keith Yandel probably doesn't have much value. They said they're going to sit him.
0: Yeah, so. I don't know.
1: Well, you know what? These trades are kind of lackluster, but I think before I think that we
0: can just end it here. Like this episode,
1: no, no. we should just quickly want to mention that the NFL is today and just want to let you know that if the Rams lose to the Packers, you'll lose the team you like will have lost to Jared Goff, and that's really embarrassing. Yeah, I know what you're gonna say, and if you say it, I'm gonna leave this call,
0: Corvette Corvette.
1: Okay, it's not as bad.
0: What do you think I was going to say? Stuff
1: about... Never mind. Whatever. Let's keep this to hockey.
0: All right. I know we have fans in Germany and stuff, so they probably don't want us to talk about American football. I'm sorry to all German fans. That was, that was offensive. But So... Because we do have German fans, let's talk about Tim Stutzel for a bit.
1: He wishes he was Nick Robertson.
0: Yeah. But he was actually really good. I think that he could legitimately be a star in this league. I'll admit, I did did think Byfield was better. I'm still going to stick with that right now. But Stutzel, he could be a stud. He could be.
1: better than Byfield, and he will win Rookie of the Year. No, that
0: honor is going to go to Kirill Caprizov. The last two years, I have been right with my preseason pick for rookie of the year, and I'm going to be right again. Last year, I said before the season, I said Kale McCarr would win. The year before, before the season, I said Elise Pedersen would win. This year, I say Kirill Caprizov is going to win, and I will be right. Because I'm never
1: wrong. Everyone else in the world is saying that.
0: No, that's not true. To be honest, of he's not really been... What? You're a sheep, mindless sheep. God. I I, I don't even know why I'm still on this podcast. Okay, well, also, something else I would like to bring up is we are currently at $4.99 all-time downloads. No, it's not a lot considering the amount of episodes we have. But we are so close to 500. Well, like once we get to 1,000, we will do a special episode. But we're almost halfway there. If we just get one more download, we'll we'll be at 1,000. We're so close. But I mean, not at 1,000, 500. But I just would like to preemptively say thank you to all of our loyal fans which I think is like three that aren't me or you. But anyways, I would just like to say thank you. We're really small. I know that our auto quality is sometimes bad. Sometimes our podcast quality is bad because we are not that big, don't have much equipment. But like, it's just thank you to all of us for supporting us and listening to every one of our podcasts. Even when we sometimes take two weeks to upload, we have very inconsistent scheduling and stuff. But just just like to say thank you to all of you. We love you. And also, if you love and yeah like just hope that you continue to support us and tell all of your friends about us post on social media if you like us make sure that you tell other people about us too so that they can like us along with you and you can talk with the newest episode now How Nobes is way better than her seat all right that's a great way to end it please please yeah. just stop all right i i will but thank you everybody Remember to rate us too. That really helps us grow, helps us get more people, helps more people find out about us. So remember, tell all your friends, tell all your family, tell everybody, and goodbye.